this is ICO Talk. My name is Irina, and today I'm going to interview the founder of the ICO BrainCheck. Hi, Cameron. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Yeah, good. Thanks for having me. All right. So, would you tell us a couple of words about your project? Uh, yeah, sure. We've um, BrainCheck is a probably almost four-year-old uh, tech venture now, and um, we're actually now moving into a phase where we're launching um, a decentralized blockchain project on the Stellar protocol, um, and we're launching the Rain token as part of that process. But the the company is an online to offline commerce platform. Um, it's been run, the platform's been in development for a few years, and um, it basically allows people to transcend products that they find online in the offline world where most of the transactions happen. So um, it's a pretty robust platform and what we want to do now is use um, the blockchain or decentralised technology for the whole loyalty layer over the top of um, retail um, shopping, basically. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting. And would you tell us how the blockchain is involved in your platform? Yeah, sure. Uh, what we want, a lot of people are actually shopping online and discovering products, but most of the transactions still happen in a physical store. So we not only do the online to offline commerce part of that, so we can allow people to save things they discover online and be notified when they're near them in the real world. We also integrate the payment side of it at the point of sale, which means that we capture the transaction if they're paying by a debit or credit card. Um, and what we want to do is Using CardLink technology, we can add um, offers, rewards, and even cash back onto the card. So when you make a purchase of a particular product, we can actually incentivize people and reward them for that. So the next phase is to implement a loyalty layer over the top where people can actually accumulate a digital currency in the form of a cryptocurrency um, for just doing things like saving items online, visiting retail brand stores, making purchases online and offline, and they can accumulate those points. Those points will be backed onto the Stellar Protocol and enables people to accumulate the points and exchange them for goods and services. They can also transfer the points to friends and family and also aggregate them from one brand to another brand. So that's a pretty, um, pretty cool thing. And the decentralised um, ledger technology allows us to be able to off of that. I think it's, it's, um, it's, it's going to be great. And that's on a global scale, which is good. Mm -hmm. You're right. It is a pretty cool thing. So is this your first blockchain project? Um, it's the first direct blockchain project that we've run with uh, RainCheck. I've been involved in a few other projects. Um, we're pretty heavily involved on the Stellar Protocol, which is probably the fifth, sixth largest uh, crypto in the world at the moment. But the Stellar um, blockchain makes total sense to us. I, I think that 80, over 80% of most ICOs are backed onto ERC20 token, which is um, the Ethereum network. And I think it has quite a few problems. I think it's a great blockchain for raising funds, but it's not a very good blockchain for actually building anything. It's it's still using proof of work as, an as a consensus algorithm. It's quite high on its gas prices. It, it's expensive and slow to exchange. Um, and I think that, you know, we spent a lot of time deciding on what chain we were going to build on and Stellar made total sense to us. Uh, the transactions are three to five seconds at almost zero cost. 
It's very scalable. Um, it uses a network of nodes which are called anchors globally, um, and it just makes cross-border transactions really seamless. So that um, you know, we're very focused on the Stellar Protocol. Mm-hmm. Good. So you are the founder of the project, and can you tell us a few words about the team? Yeah, sure. I've, I'm, well, I'm actually the co-founder. There is one of my partners, Will, who's um, he's Australian Chinese guy. He, he's we've worked on a lot of projects together over the years. Um, he's more of a full stack back end. He also does front end development. Um, I'm more of a solution architect type of background. This is probably my sixth tech venture. Um, we have a pretty good team, immediate team based in Australia, and we have some developers offshore in China and also in Europe. Uh, we have a good, a very good panel of advisory board, um, all ex tech or retail from MasterCard, Woolworths Holdings, some large retailers, Oracle. Um, so a very good team of advisors as well. Um, we want to expand that team. We've got um, access to a lot of good um, resources. Um, so, you know, the, the successful ICO will also be able to track those guys into the team as well. Mm-hmm. Good. So apart from your team or your advisors, do you have any third parties to help you with, like, legal issues or something like that? Yeah, we've got a very good network of partners um, and vendors. We, we're we IBM World Partner, for example, uh, which gives us access to IBM Watson's cognitive computing platform and all of their APIs. Um, we can do some pretty cool things in machine learning and artificial intelligence uh, based around retail products and brands, which, which is pretty cool. The location services is very big for us. Um, we work, we have a few partners in that area. The, the payment space is big. We, we work closely with Stripe and also the card schemes, Visa, MasterCard, American Express. We've won a few awards with those card schemes. Some of the banks and other financial payment providers as well. It's quite a big ecosystem. Um, there's a lot happening in there, but there's a, lot of, there's a lot of disruption about to happen and obviously the blockchain's going to instigate a lot of that. So we've sort of covered off a lot of parts of the payment process and it's important to us to, to play in that space between you know, online discovery of products and incorporating the payment and obviously the blockchain on the other side. Yeah. All right. Thank you. And um, do you think that you have any competitors on the market? Yeah, sure. There's 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 always plenty of competitors when it's in a market sector that's quite hot. Um, to, you know, if you if you look at the dis- distributed ledger on the blockchain and you have a look at what it actually does. The first applications that come to mind are obviously, you know, securing ownership of certain assets is the obvious one. And then if you extend that out, loyalty becomes quite an obvious um, application. The problem with loyalty schemes by retail brands and airlines and whoever else, banks, is that people can accumulate a lot of loyalty points, but they can never really cash them in for anything of value because they make it so difficult. Um, so people end up accumulating a lot of loyalty points but never really spending them. And that causes a problem because a lot of the loyalty points that are owed to people are sitting on the balance sheet of these large organisations of the liabilities. So there could be hundreds of millions of dollars owed to people that aren't using it. So those big schemes and coalitions are trying to get rid of that liability off their balance sheet. Meanwhile, on the consumer side, people are accumulating points from many different brands, but they can't 
aggregate them together and use them at any one brand, so they'd never really get any value out of it. So the whole loyalty program system is basically broken, and the blockchain or distributed ledger can, can actually fix it and actually create advantages on both sides. So there's a lot of potential. Um, obviously, the mass market or the majority of the people that are on the internet right now probably haven't grasped the whole blockchain yet, but it's happening quite rapidly. The, the network effect's going to be quite fast. So it's a matter of positioning a solution at this stage into 2019, 2020, and, and having something really robust and, and very fast in, the, in that area. Yeah. That's, that's really good that you know your advantages um, in front of your competitors. Uh, also, is there a certain amount of money that you want to raise, like a certain sum? Yeah, sure. We've, we've set the, um, our soft cap at $6 million and a hard cap of $24 million US. That there's quite a bit, a big range there, but it, we've, it's a bit of a, a reverse ICO for us. It's not just a white paper and an idea. We actually have a full blown platform that's already built. So we, we're operating the business today, um, in the offline to offline world and integrating payments as it is. Um, the reason that, you know, there's a big gap between the soft cap and the hard cap is, to, is basically going to come down to, the different regions of the world that we can get into and how fast we can get there. Um, we can obviously get into the Asian market, probably the UK market from the beginning, but to be able to expand that into more of the European Union and the USA will require more resources, more money. So that's the variance in, in what we're raising. Um, but, you know, you, in order to build these things out and attract a really good team, it does cost money. Um, and, and this is over a period of a couple of years. We... We're planning on releasing the wallet early 2019. Um, a lot of this stuff's already in development anyway. Um, it's, you know, the, the whole token economics is quite good. The way that we stake the tokens, we, with the regular BAU side of the business, we'll probably buy a lot of the tokens back and burn them to create uh, liquidity in the market. So um, also our tokens will be able to be traded from day one on decentralised exchanges. Probably three of them. There'd be Stellar Term, Stellar Port, and Stellar X are all decentralized exchanges that will be active from day one of the tokens are. Yeah. So you kind of started answering my next question. Uh, it was Are there any countries that you specifically focus on? So can you expand a little bit on that? Uh, basically, we're going after the markets that where a lot of payment cards are still used. So most of that's in the Western world. There's obviously Australia, a good part of Asia, the USA, the UK, and Europe. Um, it's um, Asia is obviously a very important market for us. We're part of the Asia Pacific region. Um, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of people in the Asian market. So um, online to offline is quite big in, in the Asian market. There's um, a lot of the Asian market has come to the online world later than the rest of the world, but it's actually been an advantage for them to do that because it means that they're very much mobile first. Um, a lot of the mobile networks in Asian regions are quite powerful, quite fast. They weren't really coming from a legacy system, so they're, they're really operating at high speeds. So that's an important market, but um, a lot of retail brands are strong in the European and US regions as well. So... Yeah, it's Asia's important, but it's the whole globe's also important as well. Yeah, that's that's a good position, I think. Um, have you also analyzed 
the risk factors that can lead to the failure? Sorry, so again, the risk factor. Have you ever thought of any risk factors that can lead to the failure of the platform? Yeah, sure. Um, we've been very careful on on rolling the platform out. It's been, um, you know, the past two years has been very um, strategically planned and we're working with quite a few of our large partners um, in order to integrate with people like Visa, MasterCard and Amex, the big card schemes. It, it takes time to work with them, but, you know, they're massive markets. The, the global retail market's a $24 trillion market last year. Um, there's the sector for online to offline is almost worth $16 trillion. So there's, it's a big market to go after. Um, there's obviously risks in, in all business ventures. I think that if we were just launching an ICO project and that was it, there'd be a massive amount of risk. Um, we have a solid venture that's almost four years old that is going quite well. The ICO project can be supported by that um, work that's been done already and vice versa. So. We try and minimise the risk as much as possible. We we still run the business quite lean. Um, we have a heavy development focus anyway, so um, and some good resources and partners. So we've de-risked it as much as possible, but there's always risk. Yeah, that's that's always a good idea to think about it. All right, and what's your opinion? What's your whole idea about the ICO market nowadays? Nowadays, um, it's. Look, I think that the big thing for me is tokenization, the, the token economy, you might call it. I think it's massive, and I think it's going to go on and get much, much bigger than what it is today. I know that, unfortunately, a lot of people at this stage, 2017, 2018, have looked at cryptocurrencies as more of an investment vehicle to be able to monetize or make money out of the, the, the programs, not so much um, the projects on whether they're successful or not. I, I think this is probably one of the downfalls of the Ethereum network. It's, it's a great protocol to launch an ICO on or to raise money, but it's not a very good platform or stable platform for building anything on at this stage. Um, having said that, I think that what a lot of the successful token projects that you'll see now will be ones that are backed onto existing business models. Um, you know, think of Telegram, Kick, these guys. You know, the existing businesses that make sense to actually run a token for all their users. Um, which, which I think is de-risks the project a lot and also creates value for your users. And I think a lot of companies into 2019 will start releasing tokens to tokenize all sorts of assets. Um, so, yeah, a reverse ICO type of arrangement where there's a solid business model that exists and um, where tokens can benefit is great. Um, I think you'll see a lot of tokenization of all sorts of things um, all payment cards will be tokenized, transactions will be tokenized, merchants will be tokenized. Um, you know, there's been tokenization happening a lot online. Your browser tokenizes sites as soon as they visit them, but this all happens in the background. So, yeah, I think it's the token economy is going to be massive. Um, it's just, you know, it's early days and it has to settle down. All right. Thank you. And to sum up, can you tell me in one to two sentences, why should I invest in your platform? Um, we've, we're going after a large market that everyone understands. We believe that what we're building will be easy for people to work with. Um, we can abstract a lot of the blockchain technical layer and just actually create value for people just from doing things that they're doing every day. Um, we are very 
experienced at running the token economy or, or running a monetary and fiscal policy on our own token so that we can generate interest um, and also align it to proper store of value against products and advertising that's in exists in retail today. So, um, you know, and also the business has sold and been around for a few years. So I think they're the main the main advantages for, for our token. And it's also backed onto the Stellar Network as well. Yeah, those are some good advantages. All right, thank you so much. This was an interview with the co-founder of the Rain Check, Cameron Wall. Thank you for watching the video and don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Bye-bye.